on the Posig Vayivoser Yaakov Levadoi, which is referring to the time that Yaakov remained alone after crossing with his family the river, taking them across the river, the Yabuk River, then the Posig says Yaakov remained alone. There are a number of explanations. Amongst them, number one, the Gemara says, and Rashi also brings this in, with slightly different wording in Chumash, that Nishtayer, that he remained, because of some little jugs that were remaining, that's why he remained to take care of them. This is also hinted in the word Levadoi itself, that Vayivosar Yaakov Levadoi, Rabbi Seinu Bali Atoises bring, that the word Levadoi can be read and understood as Lechadoi, he remained for his jug. The Medrash says, and just like regarding Hashem, it says, V'nizgov Hashem levade, that Hashem will be exalted, Hashem will be exalted alone. So the word levade is used regarding Hashem. So, re, so too regarding Yaakov, Vayivoser Yaakov levade, Yaakov remains alone. The Rebbe says we discussed many times that all the explanations on one Pasuk, and certainly if it's on the same word, have a connection between them, between each other. So we need to understand in our case, what is the connection between these two Pirushim in our case? On the contrary, they seem to be opposite Pirushim. According to the Gemara, Yaakov is remaining levado by himself. He's remaining for things that seem to be very, very small. Small, petty things. Things that have very, very little importance. These jugs. And this is also hinted, as we said before, in the word itself, levado that is being read as lechadoi for his jug. On the other hand, according to the Medrash, this Vayivosar Yaakov levado represents something of the highest nature. It's similar to the Nizgav Hashem Levadei, Hashem being exalted alone, which is referring to the Achdus, to the unity, to the Izgalus of Hashem, Hashem's oneness, as it's going to be when Mashiach comes. As the Pasuk of Nizgav Hashem Levadei continues by Yoim this is going to be when Mashiach comes, it's going to be revealed, the oneness of Hashem. So how do we understand these two opposites coming together? In order to explain this, the Rebbe is first going to focus on something else, and then we'll get back to this. The Rebbe says, it's not what the Shalor writes, that all the Yom Toivim of the year are hinted in the Parshi, so the Torah that are read in those t- times when those Yom Toivim fall. From this we understand regarding the Moyeh, the Yom Tov of Yutas Kisle, which falls in a number of years, as this year as well, on Shabbos, Parshas Vayishlach, that the idea of Yutas Kisle is hinted in Parshas Vayishlach. Says the Rebbe, so the connection between Parshas Vayishlach and Yutas Kislev, and the connection to what we were discussing before, will all be understood by first discussing something about Chassidus generally. We know that the fact that Chassidus was revealed specifically in these most latest generations and not in earlier generations, which as the Gemara says, those earlier generations were compared to Bnei Malochim, to the children, sons of angels. In other words, the later the generations go, seemingly it's lower generations, and yet Chassidus was specifically revealed now. So there are generally two explanations. One is because of the extra darkness that was added in the last generations of Golos, especially the Dora, the Ikvas of Mashiach, just before Mashiach comes, where there's such great darkness, we need a greater light to be able to overcome this darkness. Another reason that's given is something similar to what says in Kisvei HaRizal and is actually brought also in Mogin Avram and the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, whose Gula and Simcha was celebrating Ayutus Kislev. So this is brought Lahalacha that on Erev Shabbos we're supposed to taste from the foods of Shabbos, as it says, And so too, in the more general days, so to speak, of the, putting a, when we look at the whole world altogether, the six millennia of the world corresponds to the six days of creation, that in the last generations before Mashiach comes, which is like the Erev Shabbos of the time of Mashiach, which is called Yom Shekulei Shabbos. 
at this point of time, there's uh, some sort of light, a little bit of a ray, at least a taste of that gilu of the Pnimius HaToyre that's going to be revealed, Bishleimus, through Mashiach Tzedkeinu. So here too, says the Rebbe, in these two explanations, we find these two extremes similar to the two extremes on Vayivasar Yaakov Lavadoi. According to the first explanation, we're saying that the Gilu Oyer of Chassidus in the last generations is because of the lowliness of the generation, because of the great darkness. In these generations, we need to counter that with a tremendous, tremendous light of Pnimi Yisatoyer. On the other hand, according to the other explanation, we're saying that the Gilu of Teres Achsidus in the later generations is specifically connected because of the greatness of the time that we're in. We're already Erev Shabbos after Chatzos, after midday, where we have already somewhat of the Gilu of Laosid of that Shabbos of Mashiach. How do we understand these two things coming together? In order to explain this, says the Rebbe, we know that the idea of Yutas Kislev started the main Indian of Yafutsu Maynasecha Chutza, of spreading the wellsprings to the outside, spreading the wellsprings of Chassidus to all the Yidden, even those that are very, very far out there. And the Rebbe says we discussed many times regarding these particular words, Yafutsu Maynasecha Chutza, that what this means is, that the Mayonis themselves, the wellsprings themselves, need to reach the Chutza, need to reach to the furthest distances. That means not only are the wellsprings having an impact to the outside, so the wellspring remain inside, and just influencing the outside, but that the wellsprings itself need to come and be in the outside. And furthermore, the, the wellsprings of Chassidus need to be in the Chutzah in a way of Yafutsu to be spreading more and more in the Chutzah to the extent that every single detail, every single point of the Chutzah should be permeated with the Mayanis with the wellsprings of Chassidus. Says the Rebbe, just like all matters generally start off with Torah, so we understand that also this idea of Yafutsu Maynesecha Chutza, the spreading and the gilu of Pnimi Yisatoyra to the Yidden that are found in the Chutza, but this itself first starts off with the wellsprings of Pnimi Yisatoyra being revealed in Nigla de Torah. In, in other words, the Nigla de Torah in this case is like the Chutza compared to the Pnimi Yisatoyra, so that Pnimi Yisatoyra is reading the most outside parts of Torah to the extent that they become Mamish one. And the Rebbe explains what this means. The truth is that even before the Alter Rebbe, there were G'doyle Yisrael that were great in both parts of Torah, both in Nigla de Torah, as well in the secrets of the Torah. And it's also obvious that the learning of the secrets of the Torah accomplished that when they learned Nigla de Torah was also in a totally different way. That means the Nister de Torah impacted the Nigla de Torah. But nevertheless, it was still as if they were two separate parts of the Torah, the revealed and the hidden. And here is where the Chiddush of the Alter Rebbe came, that he united both parts of the Torah to become Mamish one. Says the Rebbe, since we know that Yidin, Yisroel, Miskashron, Boiraisa, Yidin are completely connected with Torah, and furthermore, Torah is our life, and Yidin are one with Torah. So it's understood that just like we have this idea of Yafutsu Manesecha Chutzo within Torah itself, which we just explained meaning, that's the unity of the hidden part of Torah with the revealed part of Torah, in a similar way, this applies also within Yidin, within the Neshamas of Yidin. That through the revelation of Torah's Achsidus, what was accomplished was a Yafutsu Chutzah within the person himself. That means there was a unification between the hidden part of his Neshama and the revealed part of the Neshama. What does this mean? Says the Rebbe, again, yes it's true that even before Chassidus came around, the hidden part of the Neshama, meaning the deeper part of the Neshama, the Amunah, which is higher than logic, 
So that too, even before Chassidus, came along. So the Amuna impacts also the more revealed and lower, Koichas, lower faculties of the person. So that the Seichel, the Midois, the logic, the feelings, the emotions of the person are in a completely different way because he has the Amuna. Nevertheless, the Amuna itself remained more hidden and higher and remained beyond and removed from the Seichel, from the, from, from logic and from the revealed faculties. The Alter Rebbe accomplished that the Amuna and Kabbalah soil that is higher than logic should permeate the person completely to the extent that it itself, these dargas of Amuna should come down and become united, should become one with the revealed part of the Neshama. Which means to say that within Seichel, within intellect and logic itself, should be felt and should resonate those in Yanim that are really higher than Seichel. Says the Rebbe, just like it is in each person individually, that Chassidus accomplished Yafutzum and Nesecha, connecting the wellspring of his Neshama, the deeper part of the Neshama, with the outer part of the Neshama. So, so too, when we speak about Yidin, all together as a general klal, which we know that the Yidin are koyma achashleima, they're one big body. And the Rebbe explains, here too we have these two aspects coming together. That is, we have the concept of Roshay Alpha Yisrael, the heads of the Yidin, the leaders of the Yidin. Now, we know that the idea of a Rosh Alpha Yisrael, they are, as the Alter Rebbe tells us, they are the head, they are the brain of the Yid. They are like the wellspring of the Yid. So again, it used to be before Gilu Yachsidus, the Seder was that the G'doyle Yisrael were somewhat separated. They were somewhat removed in their own Daladamas, in their own little space. Again, says the Rebbe, yes, it's true, of course, they had impact on all of Am Yisrael. Whether through the Torah that they that they taught, or by learning from them their their good conduct, etc. But nevertheless, they themselves, to a certain extent, were locked away from the chutzah from the outside. It's only they had an impact on all of Am Yisrael in a general way, or also on specific details and specific yidn. But again, says the Rebbe, the seder avoid of your futzum and esecha chutzah achieved. That the G'doyle Yisrael, the Rabbeim, that is, are not locked up and locked away in their own Daladamas, but rather that they themselves come to the Chutzah, and within the Chutzah itself they see the suffering of the people. But Oni Amam, the Rebbe says the word Oni, but the Rebbe says Ein Oni doesn't only mean poor in the literal sense, but it also means Ein Oni Elabideya, in knowledge and in understanding. So they're speaking, they come to speak to the Oni, to the poor man, in their own language, and with the Oisius, with the words that each and every one of them could understand. Furthermore, says the Rebbe, since the Mayonis, these wellsprings, need to reach every single Nukud, every single aspect of the Chutzah, it's understood that this also includes that these G'doyle Yisrael, the Rabbeim, are also dedicating themselves and involved with even the Gashmi Yisrael things of Am Yisrael. Now the Rebbe takes it a step further. The Rebbe says, Torah, as we know, is the Neshama of the world. Chazal tell us that the world was created for the Torah that is called Rashis. So from this we understand that since Yutas Kislev accomplished this Chidush in Torah, this Yafutsu Manasecha Chutza aspect, so automatically, obviously, there's something similar also being achieved in the world. To explain, it's known that the world on its own, because of the Helm, the concealment of the Oilam, so by itself, from the world itself, one cannot really reach to the oireli key that's higher than the world. You can only come from the world itself to the godly light that's invested in the world, which we call Shei Melikim, 
which is which means that when we think, when we meditate, when we contemplate on the matters of the world, we can come to the recognition that there's obviously someone running this palace, someone is, someone is that's the Eibishter, obviously creates the, the world, and is running the world, etc. But this is still, still the level of shame, the way Hashem is clothed in nature. But one cannot really reach to the level of shame Avaya, which is higher than the world. Says the Rebbe, and even though there is the Gilu of Shem Avaya in the world through miracles that happen every once in a while, nevertheless, that's not so much Shaykh to the world itself. It's more like out of the world. On the contrary, the Rebbe says, when a miracle happens, it's more like breaking nature, breaking the world, breaking the regular running of the world. Comes along Chassidus and accomplishes that within the world itself there should be the Gilealikus, the revelation of godliness that's higher than the world. And that's why in Chassidus, we will have explanations that are understood with human logic to be able to understand through Mishalim, through parables and analogies of, of matters of the world, to be able to explain how the world itself is really connected with that godly light that's higher than the world. That it says the Rebbe, with this we'll actually understand now an expression that the Alter Rebbe writes in his famous letter regarding the Geula of Yutis Kislev, that it was in a way of... He uses the expression, Hifli Hashem, and Hashem had done wondrous things, Vihigdil, and done great things, La Seizbarad's doing, on earth, doing in the world. So the Rebbe is going to explain now these expressions, Hifli and Higdil, and so on. Says the Rebbe like this, In the regular order of how Hashem runs the world, so generally we know there's two ways. There's what we call the Hanhagal Piteva, the way the Abishta is running the world according to nature, in which we don't see in a revealed way that godly energy and therefore, this regular way is coming, where Hashem is conducting the world way, this is what's coming from Shei Meloikim. And then there's the concept of when we see Ashgacha Protest in a very open and revealed way, that within the Anhagas Ateva, within nature, it's noticeable, the godly energy, the godly light, and the Ashgacha Protest, which this is coming from Shem Havaya. Says the Rebbe, within Shem Havaya itself, the way the world runs based on Shem Havaya, this itself, there's also a number of ways. The Rebbe is going to discuss over here three points, three ways. In one way, the Rebbe is saying this is still called in a way of katnus, smallness. This is going to be as opposed to the word higdil, which we just quoted from the Alter Rebbe. So that is, when there's hashgacha protis being noticed and being seen, but it's still in anhaga, in something that's completely, in the regular derech hateva, completely within nature. Then there is, Something that we call godless, something that's already noticeable in a much greater way. To use again the words of the Alter Rebbe's later, Higdil. Where Hashem is doing something great. This is where something is being felt and something is being revealed. Something that's higher than nature. The Rebbe uses a Maimon Chazal about um, within, within learning. We also find that there's some things that are called small and something that are called great. The Gemara says, the Gemara says that, Dover Godoil is Maise Merkava. Maise Merkava is considered something great compared to other methods of learning. So here too, we have within the running of the world, where the Abish just being this Gala, we have certain things the way it's still in a smaller way, which the Rebbe said that's more like in Derech Hashgacha Protest, but still things in relation to Derech HaTeva. And then we have things where it's being revealed, something that's higher than nature, but still somewhat, even the Higdal says the Rebbe, it's still somewhat connected to that smaller level. We're saying Godel, it means relative to something cotton. That means it's still both within the same category, but now it's bigger. It's a lot bigger. But it's still not completely removed from the idea of Teva. 
And finally, says the Rebbe, the Rebbe moves now to that word, Hifli, the Dalt Rebbe uses, much greater than Godel, something wondrous, something completely removed from nature completely. And the Rebbe gives examples for this right now. The Rebbe says, these three types of Anhaga of Shem Havaya are really three categories within miracles. We have miracles that are clothed within Darkei Ateva, to the extent that you don't even noticeable that there's a miracle. The example for this is the Nase of Purim. So even though this is of course also coming from Shema Vayi, it's a miracle. And the Hashgacha Protes and it could clearly be seen. But still, this is what we call in a way of Katniss. This is still in a small way. Now we move up to the next level, which this is the one that we're going to call Godel. And here is where we see open miracles. But it's still miracles that are somewhat connected and somewhat have some sort of hold within Derech HaTeva. There's still something that's happening within Derech HaTeva. The Rebbe gives examples. The Rebbe says, we have Yericho being conquered by Yeshua. So first, of course, there's an amazing miracle where the wall falls down. Now that miracle definitely is not clothed in Derech HaTeva. But what, ha- what happens is that now the nation goes and they go and dis- fight the war and destroy the people by sword, etc. In other words, they're still using some sort of connection with Teva of going and fighting this war. Although, of course, there was this miracle that the, the wall fell. Or the Rebbe says, even more so we see this, for example, in Mulchemes Midion, where the Moshe Rabbeinu says to the Yidin, that you should go arm yourselves, people for the army, etc., etc., and they go and fight a fight with Midian. And then it says, Now one person in that army was lost. No, no one died in that war. So it was a war. On the one hand, it was a war. They have to fight a war. But at the same time, it's not exactly a natural war. So again, we see this idea that, that there is, it's, it's beyond nature, but still somewhat connected with doing something according to nature. They're still fighting. The Rebbe says this is similar to a famous story that someone that was very ill one time came to the Alter Rebbe. The doctors couldn't find any cure for him whatsoever. The Alter Rebbe said that this person should eat a half a shmura matzah with some water, and then he became healthy. And the Rebbe says, seemingly, this is a contradiction within the story itself. It seems to be two opposites. On the one hand, something is being done with the body of the sick person to, 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 to strengthen his health. In other words, there is an act being done, something is being given, but on the other hand, giving shmura matzah and water seemingly have absolutely no connection at all to be a cure for a sick person, such a person that the doctors had completely given up on. So what's going on here? But as mentioned, the refuah is something, yeah, of course it's higher than nature, but it's still in a way that has some sort of hold, some sort of connection. The person at least has to do something with the nature, and this is going to now... And be the refuah. Now the Rebbe moves to step number three. The Nisim that have absolutely no hold, no connection to anything being done in nature at all. And here the Rebbe gives an example of the miraculous victory of Chizkiyo HaMelech. Where he says to Hashem, I'm going to sleep, I'm going to sleep in my bed, and you Hashem will fight my wars for me. And that's exactly what happened. The whole big army of Sancheir was all wiped out. So this is something where there's nothing being done but Derech HaTeva at all, a miracle completely higher than nature. Says the Rebbe, going back now to that letter of the Alter Rebbe, here we understand now the wording of the Alter Rebbe, Hifli Hashem the revelation of the Oirach Siddus of Yitzhak Kislev accomplished. Not only that there should be a Ha'ara of Shem Havaya, 
But as said before, there could be the first level in a way of katnus in a small way, which is still very much connected part of nature, which was step number one. Not only in a way of higdil, which is still somewhat connected to the nature, but rather the third and highest way, hifli Hashem, in a wondrous way, in a way that's completely, completely higher than nature. That's on the one hand. Chassidus bring down this greatest Gilealikus. But on the other hand, the Alter Rebbe concludes, La Sois Baretz, Hashem did it on earth. Because the whole purpose of Chassidus is to bring down Hifli Hashem, the greatest, greatest godly revelation, which is completely beyond nature, and that itself bring down into the world. Says the Rebbe, it's known that the Koyach, the ability to really connect these two opposites within Torah, these two far extremes in Torah, the hidden and the revealed, Although Torah itself separates them into two parts. And the hidden, the Pneumius HaToyre is called the hidden part. Torah itself is saying that it's not the revealed part. And yet, we're coming now and saying we can somehow connect them. So this comes from, says the Rebbe, from the fact that the Alter Rebbe was Mamshich, the very essence of the Pneumius HaToyre. That means to say, the fact that there is a division between Sosim and Gali, the Torah, the hidden and the revealed part of Torah. That's only as far as what we call the hispashtus, the expression or the extension aspect of the Torah. In other words, where each one already took on its own specific form and shape. But if we go to the very essence of Torah, here there is no division, here there are no limitations, there is no definitions at all. As far as the essence of the Torah is concerned, is the essence both of the hidden and the revealed parts of Torah. And therefore, mitzad the etzem, both parts can be connected. The Rebbe gives an example for this even in Halacha where we see a similar concept. So on the one end we have, even al Pitoira, we have a din. There's, there's certain things that are kalos shebekalos and chamuris shebekhamuris. Toira will say about certain things that they are considered very, very strict and stringent things, very severe things, and some things are considered certain halachas, certain mitzvahs are considered more kal, lighter things. At the same time, we also have a clear psak din that if someone comes along and says that the Torah is not from Hashem, even if he says it's about one posuk, even about one word, even if he says it about one word, that he says that Moshe Rabbeinu said it on his own, he's a koifer of the Torah, he's considered that he's denying the Torah. So too if someone denies the Pirush, Torah Shabal Peh. And here it's no difference which word or which Pirush he's saying it about. So we see that as far as this is concerned, all of Torah is exactly the same, every word, every letter. The Rebbe now turns to the other aspects that we discussed. So too by Yidin. We mentioned before the Yitus Kislev accomplished also within the Neshama of a Yid, the connection, the unification between the hidden and the revealed. That through Torah which achieved, as we said, bringing down the very essence of Pneum Yisah so what was now drawn down is the revelation of the very Etzim Neshama, the part that we call the Yechidah. And therefore it accomplishes again the connection between the revealed and the hidden parts of the Neshama. In Avoidah, we said before, the hidden part of the Neshama is more like the Amuna and the Kabbalah soil. So what this means is that the Amuna and the Kabbalah soil permeate those inner koiches of the person because when the Etzem HaNeshama is being revealed, that Etzem HaNeshama is the Etzem, it's the essence of every aspect of the person, of every faculty in the person, and therefore it could permeate every single detail of the person. The Rebbe now applies this also to the concept we spoke about, the Rabbeim. says the Rebbe in regards to all Klolus Yisrael, all hidden being as one body, so we said the fact that Yutas Kislev gave the Koyach that the Rosh Alpha Yisrael, the leaders of the Yidin, should be standing much closer and furthermore being liter- literally one with all the Yidin 
was because, again, it was Nimshach, the general Yechidah of all the Yidin. And as, as a result of the general, the gili of the general Yechidah, the very essence of the Neshama being revealed, so as far as this is concerned, again, this is causing that we see that all the Yidin are Mamish, one body, in a way of Yachid. So there's no separation, no distinction between the highest Yid, the lowest Yid, and so on and so forth. And similarly again, says the Rebbe, in the world, we spoke about the different levels of Ur that are shining in the world and whether they can be connected to the world. When we speak about the regular light and energy that shines in the world, so there can't really be a connection from the world itself with a godly light that's completely higher than the world because it is limited and defined by the gather of Oiren Gilui, of a certain revelation, and therefore it cannot be revealed in the world. The world itself, Oilem is Lord Helems, and therefore Helem means concealment. So it's not really a Kali to that which is a Oir that's higher than it. But it's specifically because of the revelation of the very essence of Hashem, who is the Amitis Amitis, who is the true of existence, who contains everything, and there's no contradictions, and everything is all one. So here it's possible that the Yesh, the very Mitzis of a created being, should be mamish one, should be felt as absolutely one with Hashem in the greatest way. Says the Rebbe, this chiddush of Yafutsu chutza, that the very etzem, the essence, the mayon, the wellspring, which we referred to before, should become one with the chutza, is expressed specifically, we see this specifically, clearly when those mayonis, when the wellsprings come to the gra- furthest chutza, which to use the words of the free Rebbe, not in a place that's a mokem ha-mukhshar, not in the mokem ha-mukhshar. In other words, a place that's not even properly a keli or fitting for this great oil. In other words, the fact that the mayonis could come to such a great chutzah is not because on its, is, 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 which on its own again is not a keli and it's not even a mokem ha-mukhshar. It's not even a fitting place for the mayonis. Why could it come there? It could only be there because here we're speaking about the gilu of the very etzim, the essence of the mayonis. Because since they are the essence of Alikus and the real Matthias, and therefore it's the real Matthias also of every single one of the creations. And therefore it could permeate, it could come even into a chutzah, which on its own seems to be not a fitting place for it at all. Says the Rebbe, now we go back to understand the connection between the two explanations of why Hasidus was explained, ex, um, revealed specifically in the last generations. One explanation we said was because of the darkness of the Gullahs. The other ones as a taste from the Giluim law. So we asked, how did these two things come together? So now the Rebbe explains because the Gilu of the Etzem Pnimi Yisatoira is expressed specifically in the fact that it illuminates the darkness of these last generations to the extent of transforming darkness to light. And therefore, we can now understand why the taste of the Torah of Mashiach and this Erev Shabbos Acher Chatzois is connected with this time of the biggest darkness. We said that this is the time of the Choyshech Kofel Mechubal, the double darkness of the Doradikvus of the Mashiach. Because it's specifically there that's expressed this Koyach Atzmi, this essential Koyach. At least in a way of a taste of the Torah of Mashiach, the Etzim Pnimi Yisat Torah, that this Torah of Mashiach has the ability to illuminate the greatest darkness to the extent that the darkness itself is transformed to light. As it says, Belilo, the night will shine like the day. The Rebbe now comes back to show the connection between the two Pirushim in Vayivoser Yaakov Levadoi. We hear it also, we said there was seemingly two opposite Pirushim. Did he go back Lechadoi to some jugs, little jugs? Or is it Venizgov Hashem Levadoi? It's referring to 
Hashem being exalted alone, and this is what we're comparing Yaakov's Levado over here to. Because the Rebbe says it's specifically by refining the Pachin Ketanim, those little jugs, which represents the very smallest, the very lowest Birurim, which represents the biggest darkness, the biggest concealment. This is specifically where it's recognizable, the whole idea of a Nizg of Hashem Levado, the true oneness of Hashem. That Hashem is the only one, this comes from the very essence of Hashem. Where it's recognizable that the Metzius Hayesh, the Metzius of the created being, is not in contradiction to the oneness of Hashem, because... From the point, from the vantage point of Atzmusa Yisbarich, from the very essence of Hashem, so the very essence of the Yesh HaNivra, the very essence of the created being, is really the Yesh HaMiti, the very, very essence of Hashem.